Wow. <laughs> we got it. If you're listening afterwards as a podcast or you were trying to watch on Twitter, I'll take full responsibility. It wouldn't be orange and blue thing if there wasn't hiccups, but welcome to season three, episode one of orange and blue thing. We are out here on Long Island at the Seven Line headquarters. It's myself, Darren Meenan, joined tonight by Pete McCarthy. How what you, up? How you doing, Pete? Oh, it's a great very, a very familiar voice if you're a Mets fan, pre and post game, and also did a lot of work with WOR with the Sports Zone. We got Lizzie fielding the calls. We got Drew behind the scenes as well. What's up, Lizzie? Hi, guys. You know, of course, <laughs> you and I decided to do a lot of not a lot. You know, once in a while, every couple of weeks, we would do a little live stream here and there during the off season just to stay fresh here, make sure all the tech was working, and of course. <laughs> The one guy that actually wrote yesterday online that I was checking my, my feed, he said, Darren, you had all winter to work out the kinks, make sure there's no hiccups tomorrow night. And I was saying to myself, that's not going to happen. And then it did. This is what spring training is all about, though. Even Jacob deGrom needs a spring training, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. you got to work so, out some of the kinks. Get it going. <laughs> if you are watching on Facebook, uh, thank you for watching. If you're maybe just joining the feed because I just told you on Twitter, you can't watch on Twitter, welcome to the show. So tonight we are going to do two share contests on Facebook. Usually it's one on Twitter, one on Facebook. So we're going to do two tonight because that's what we have allocated for tonight's prizes. So two gift cards for the Seven Lines website. All you got to do right now if you're watching on Facebook is share the show. Tell your friends you're watching the season three premiere of Orange and Blue Thing. And as a thank you, we will pick two people at random to win $20 gift cards at the end of the show. So thank you guys for rolling with us. Sorry about the hiccups again. Uh, but I do want to chat with Pete because, Pete, you know, you, you said on, your, on our Instagram little feed stream we did a little while ago, People might recognize your voice, but don't know your face. It's sometimes a good thing with radio, you know? I guess. But you did, you did do a lot of work with the Mets. Um, how did that come about, and how long, how long did that last for you? Yeah, so I was at WOR for five years, as long as the Mets had that as their flagship radio station, and they changed. They're over at WCBS now. Um, so I had the Sports Zone show. We did our last show December 21st, and now I'm working over at WFAN and, and 1010 Wins, doing some updates and some uh, some hosting of shows and things over there as well. Met SNY once in a while. So, you know, spreading the love a little bit more now rather than just being at the one spot like I was uh, for five years previously. Well, I know you're a Long Islander, so thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's nice to be back. And I'm sure you were sitting there just a second ago like, what is this amateur hour that I just signed up for? <laughs> you're used to like the high quality of SNY and everywhere else that you've worked. And you come out here in our little warehouse here and you're sitting there watching me fiddle over here with the computer so thanks for not uh just getting up and leaving ah, it happens <laughs> everywhere my man it's always technical there's always something going on so nothing nothing new <laughs> all right all right all right so listen uh yeah. i you already had your the second we went through those little hiccups you opened your beer immediately i, I actually was over here sweating up a bullet over a bullet or two so i'm gonna open up my beer thanks to the i am uh, too i waited but I really wanted to open it. <laughs> Cheers to you guys at home if you may be drinking tonight, responsibly, of course. Cheers to Pete. Cheers. Cheers to Lizzie and Drew behind the scenes. This is already Cheers, a plus. Guys. I didn't get to uh, have beers during the show in the past, you know? There this you go, Really? Nice there change. you go. Really? But who would know? Stunned? Who would know? Well, I guess nobody would know, but it doesn't... You Just know, in case anything goes wrong, you say the wrong thing. You yeah, don't yeah, want yeah. that being thrown at the you. Next you know? thing you know, Pete McCarthy's on the cover of the posts, and he was drunk on the radio. That's right. <laughs> but That's listen, right. it's encouraged it here. Real fast. And I uh, definitely want to give a shout to our friends at McKellar. Uh, I was actually talking to Pete about this because he hasn't had the chance to enjoy the game as a fan in a while. So McKellar is the brewery inside of City Field, and they hooked us up with these beers for tonight. I am drinking the Sally Silk. 
Pete is on the, what is it, Howler at Your Boy? Yeah, yeah Howler at Your Boy. It's a Boston IPA. That's awesome. Lizzie's, I don't know what she's drinking. Big I'm drinking the Riesling Poppy, and it's really good. Riesling Poppy. And what's really cool about, I mean, not just only being in the ballpark, but McKellar actually has a beer delivery service now. So if you go to mckellarnyc.com and you click the top where it says delivery, you can scroll down and see all the different beers that McKellar delivers. And the cool thing that they're doing right now for our listeners, they have a 20% off delivery code. It's T7L20, no spaces, 20% off uh, your beer delivery, which is incredible. I love technology. We're finally reaching the point where I don't have to get out of the chair at all. The beer will come straight too. I don't even have to walk around the corner of the bodega yeah, yeah, yeah. in Queens or drive to <laughs> you know stop and shop on Long Island or whatever. It just we come right to about, you, baby. You've got wine delivered, you said. Yeah, yeah. I get some wine delivered. So I'm definitely going to be doing the, the beer delivery soon. Yeah. So they definitely cover the five boroughs now. They're they're branching out to Long Island soon. So definitely check them out, McKellarNYC.com. We have a lot of fun stuff planned for them throughout with them throughout the season uh they hooked up our season ticket members or i call it a season ticket it's only eight games but our home season package members get a black card with their name on it now so they can go to mckellar like old bougie and um get a discount throughout the year so if you're one of our members you will be getting that with your tickets and your jersey soon but give us a call 631-388-5195 you want to talk to myself or pete about anything mets i'm pumped to talk some mets i've been having withdrawals over the last <laughs> couple i saw your months, tweet you know? was... i'm used to doing this every day and it's been a little different over the last couple months so yeah this is great we got a good day for it too manny machado signs today yeah did you see that coming not in well, it had, happened, had to happen eventually, right? Yeah, well, you figure somebody was going to sign this guy eventually. And, you know, 10 years, $300 million, to me, that's about what you would have expected going into the offseason. But nobody thought I think it would take the this San long. Diego Padres were going to be the team. And, yes, I don't think anybody expected it to take this long. My goodness, pitchers and catchers, we have full squad workouts already happening. But this seems to be a trend in baseball last yeah. couple of years that where there's guys lingering, spring training starts, and they got big names still out there. I mean, Harper hasn't signed yet. I don't know if he's really going to land in Philly. Maybe he'll sign while we're doing this live stream. But um, <laughs> uh, Dallas Keuchel, Craig Kimbrell, there's a number of star players still out there. You know, Machado was one of the big ones we've been waiting for for about four months now. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the, um, the press release from, was it Tony Clark from the PA yesterday? You know, a little back and forth with Rob Manfred. I mean, I'm really hoping that it doesn't go down the route where this becomes the norm every every offseason and then there's a strike. Because well, you hope not, but I'll tell you, the fact that Machado did end up getting 10 years, $300 million, I think does quiet some of those things. Because ultimately, even though it took far longer than anybody would have liked to see, he did get the money yeah, that we yeah. thought he's worth and should get. He's 26 years old. People talk about you know these long-term contracts don't work out. He's 26. He's going to be 36 at the yeah, end of this yeah, yeah. deal. So you get typically a player's prime for a position player is like age 27 to 30. Right. So right. you're getting his best yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it's not that big a fall off. It's not like he's going to be 40, right? Robinson Cano is 36 now. Machado's going to be 36 at the end of this deal. So you have two guys like Machado and Harper. They're Hall of Fame talents. To me, I don't mind giving that kind of player 10 years. It's when you give. The 31-year-old, right, right, right. 10 years, right, you're right. getting the downside, and then when they're not even a major leaguer anymore, that's where you get into trouble. I saw a tweet today. It said that um, in 10 years when this contract is up, he'll still be younger than Robinson Cano is today. Yeah. So look at that. I mean, these guys, you know, they're strong talent. I mean, some people were also saying, if you, if you saw it, Francesca chimed in there on Twitter. He said something about um, Yankee fans should be happy. 
that he's not only out of the AL East, but he's in San Diego, which is where you'll never have to really hear from him ever again. Because, well, it's good for the Mets, too, because yeah, he's yeah, yeah. not in the NL East, because that was still a possibility even recently that Machado could go to Philly and Harper could resign in Washington. Now, you know, at least one of these guys is outside of the division, and, and who knows, maybe the Padres... Surprise that people compete for a wild card this year and the Mets are in that mix. But to me, it's more important about what's happening in your own division. And now with Harper, you cross your fingers, he ends up somewhere else. Maybe this lingers for a while and he doesn't get a full spring training and affects his season. I think that's what you well, start so to worry about the next they, few weeks. They had a camp. I don't know who funded it, but yeah. they had a camp last year. Maybe it was all for our one agency, but they had a, a camp last year just for the unsigned guys. Yeah, and they needed that uh, because— they got to stay fresh. I remember a few years back, remember Stephen Drew and Kendrys Morales, they did not sign until like June. Wow. And I don't remember that. They were not productive by the time they signed because you need that ramp-up time. Yeah, of course. You need spring training. There's a reason they play all these silly games and we get tired after over uh, after a couple of weeks, you know, after the initial excitement that baseball is back. Uh, but you need you need to have those reps and to get going and see live pitching. Uh, so, you know, at a certain point, it will start to affect guys. But I, I think Machado gets in before you worry about that with him. Yeah, yeah. Now it's Harper you're curious about. Lizzie and I were talking about that earlier. Clearly, it was a different scenario. Conforto was hurt, but he didn't really have a spring training. Exactly. He came up. I mean, his first at-bat, I think he had the home run off Strasburg. I think it was his first at-bat. Maybe it was. I don't know if it was off Strasburg, but it was down in D.C. Mm -hmm. And, um, you, you know, we're instantly thinking, oh, he's, he's fine. And then clearly it took a little bit of time for him to get going. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, guys definitely need spring training and not knowing where you're playing. And now it's the 19th of February. It's got to be a weird feeling for those guys. But let's hit the lines. Our first call of 2019, we got Marcel in Brooklyn. What's up, Marcel? Hey, good evening, guys. Derek, Marcel? Pete, and Lindsay. Thanks for having me on for the first time. How you doing? What's going on in Brooklyn? What? What's, what's going on in Brooklyn? What's going on? The Cyclones is going to play. That's going to play. Let me, let me turn on the Facebook Mute for a minute there. The Brooklyn Cyclones is great there. The Mets is the Mets affiliate is going to play in since 2001. Citizen, um, the 9/11 terrorist attacks that shook our nation. They're playing on 9/11. Yeah, they they play they play they play so far. They're doing good. The Nathan's Frankfurters, the Brooklyn Bridge, all that jazz. And right here in my hometown of Gravesend, we're all okay. So uh, for the first time ever, I've taken the call for you guys. Awesome. All well, right, Marcel. It, Marcel. We're going to be out Enjoy there your day. in Brooklyn on July 13th. Hopefully we'll see you out there. Oh. That was a good one to start it off. Yeah. Uh, thanks for calling, Marcel. So um, I don't even I just totally lost my train of thought there. Was he upset that the Mets are playing on 9-11? He said they the, have played on that he date said in the, the past. Which was actually a great ceremony. Um, I think it was a 10-year reunion. Uh, my wife and I, my girlfriend at the time, we went out to the ballpark. It's you know they did it, they did it up a little bit bigger for the ten year. Uh, you and I, were, you and I were actually talking about just downtown in general, going to SNY. I can't, you know, that day you were you're four years younger than me, but I was tw about to be twenty one. So I feel like that's a day that's always going to be strong in a lot a lot of our 
minds and hearts. So um, no, no doubt about it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, it's interesting. You know, just the the baseball part of it, September twenty first, and how you know that recovery for the city you know, ties in with the Mets. And when September twenty first comes around every year, yeah. seeing the Piazza home run, this and one the has a chance. That, the, the ball was, oh, that ball was clobbered, and yeah. you know Howie, the great call. But this one has yeah. a chance. They had more than a chance. That thing was was far out of there. Um, so let's talk about uh, Brody a little bit. He came out, I think it was two weeks ago. I think he's been handling the, the press great for a guy who really didn't have to talk to the media all that much. I mean, now he's every day he's talking to the guys. I mean, agents are, they got the gift of gab. Sure. But now he's on the clock every day talking to, you know, the reporters out there. But he came out. We actually th- had Brody on when Cespedes signed. Oh, really? And I never would have guessed at the time right, right. that I'm talking to the future general manager of yeah, the Mets, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Not the path that you would have expected. But yeah, agents, yes, as you mentioned, they're typically not out there that much. I mean, he did bring attention on himself a couple of times, uh, you know, when he uh, complained about the, the slow pace of signings for free agents mm-hmm, last year. Mm-hmm. But obviously, with him coming to the Mets, you can see that gift of gab. And I like that he is willing to put the Mets out there a little bit and to talk confidently to set some high goals for the team. He's not he's not quite Rex Ryan with the Jets. Like, he's <laughs> yeah, not yeah, going yeah. that far. Yeah. But I like it with when my teams, when someone's willing to talk a little bit, have that kind of confidence, and you know, try to change the culture to some degree, yeah, raise yeah, those expectations. Yeah. You know, it's nice. I like that. I mean, I'm I'm very glad to see Sandy Landa back on his feet in the A's organization. I wasn't sure if he was going to really just not really walk away, but kind of just enjoy. His time in retirement now, um, but he did take the job. He's with the mm-hmm. A's. I said this a couple times during our live streams during, during the offseason. I don't think that we would have been as productive this offseason if Sandy was still in the helm. But I like that uh, Brody came in and he said he did have a plan and he did fill a lot of the holes. He said he didn't make the big splash that guys were hoping to no. get the Machado and the Harper, but he made some little splashes that kind of did change the the face of the team. Yeah, I would have liked to see them of course. in <laughs> on a Harper, on a Machado. And the question would be, all right, if you're going to spend, let's say, you know, $40 million this offseason, whatever the Mets ended up outlaying, if you put three quarters of it in one player. Right, right, right. And then, all right, so you got to fill in you put all your chips economically in one, yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that the right way to go? Um, and I guess at the end of the day, spreading it around, the Mets did have a lot of holes that they had to fill here. I, I'd say the only move that you look back now and you kind of scratch your head about a little bit is the Cano trade and how much the Mets gave up there with Jared Kelnick. And they ended up signing Jed Lowry anyway, right, who I right, think right. would have been a perfectly good second baseman. It, it might be as is. Uh, you know, did they give up too much for Cano, or would they had to give up a, a Kelnick for Edwin Diaz anyway? Right, right. And right. Diaz last year was as good a closer as anybody in all of Major League Baseball. So you're excited to see what he could do at the end of the games, and maybe finally Mets fans can. Take a breath in the ninth I inning think the Diaz. and not have any uh, sweat, not sweating bullets right, right, and right. cursing this closer or that closer. It's been a while since you just said, "Yeah, I trust this guy in yeah, the ninth yeah. inning." I think Diaz was the was the move. I yeah. feel like almost uh, Cano was the throw in. You know, not the throw in. I don't want to poo poo his career, but no, you know of what I mean. Of course, but obviously with the money he still has on his contract, he's coming off the steroid suspension. Brody Van Wagenen does have more intimate knowledge of yeah, what yeah. went into that s- suspension than anybody else having previously been Cano's agent. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think Diaz is the key to that deal. And now I am interested to see you know what Cano can add because you're kind of counting on him to be that star type player that you brought in. Mm-hmm. But is he still? Does he still have the ability to carry the team for a week at a time? I mean, he had a good second half last year. I don't know he if did. it was even a full second half, but he, you know, when he came back after the suspension, mm-hmm. he was he was uh, every bit of a player that he used to be. Um, we'll see if this translates to New York. But um, do you think that I guess it came out last week the um, announcement that the National League might be adopting the DH? Do you think that love the it. agents? Do you love it? Oh yeah, I do too. And you know what? We kind of got slammed for it for saying that. But we it, you got the Bartolo moment already, here. <laughs> that was it. Once he hit that home run, <laughs> no pitcher should have ever hit again in Major League Baseball. Right. It should have been we have peaked. This is what we've been waiting for for a hundred plus years. And Bartolo Colon homered, and now all the pitchers can. can we were go there home for that. Never touch the bat. We were there for that. Yeah. That was an outing day, which was great. I'm glad I was there for it. My daughter. I like that the Bartolo bobblehead, by the way, oh, is yeah, like yeah. ten times the size of everybody oh, else. And did you see that the, the stomach is <laughs> the bobblehead? Oh wow. Okay. Look that's at that's that. really cool. Um, so, do you think <laughs> that uh, that the teams or the GMs uh, have been tipped off on this prior to the moves? Because I could see Cano. I mean, the contract that he has now, or you know, the commitment that we have to him would be a great great spot for DH or Cespedes if he comes back from these heels. Yeah, I wouldn't think that they're tipped off, but I think everybody knows that this is a possibility and something that can happen down the line. Maybe it takes two more years until the CBA is up. Maybe uh, it does happen before that. But the conversation a few weeks ago that they could make this change as soon as this season. How are you going to do it this season, like two weeks before spring training is starting? Are they even when, allowed to do that? Because teams would have been constructed differently. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Uh, that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, and, and they've pushed it ahead. So yeah, maybe yeah. next year, maybe it'll hey, be the you end know of the what? CBA. That might work out perfectly for us. And uh, you know, to think about the, the, the sport as a whole, and people are saying, well, this is what it is. Baseball is the only sport that has different rules in the league. It should yeah. be uniform. I mean, it just makes sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. But baseball likes it when we're arguing about these kinds of things. (laughs) Whatever. All right, let's hit the phones again. We got uh, Brendan in Tampa. What's up, Brendan? Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing all right. How about you? I'm okay. I'm excited for the season. Cool. What you got? Um, I was just wondering, obviously in years past, the, the depth of, of pitching for the Mets has been a huge problem. Do you, do you think it'd be beneficial for them to go grab one of the free agents that's out there right now, like Keuchel or one of those guys like that that could shore up the rotation? Do you think who they have now is will, will last throughout the season? It's always beneficial to add. I'm not sure it's necessary for the Mets to go out and get involved on Keuchel. I mean, if we're going to dream and say the Mets could sign one more guy, I would right. be all about Bryce Harper than Dallas Keuchel. Right. I know Mets That'll fans are behind me with everything the Mets tweet, and it's just 40 gifts of Bryce Harper <laughs> underneath. <laughs> yeah. They'll tweet about a charity that they're raising money for, and it'll be Bryce Harper gifts all the way underneath. Uh, but you right. uh, you want Keuchel? You think that the rotation is a bigger issue than the lineup, Brendan? Um, I, yeah, I think, well, obviously last year we had Grom put up Cy Young numbers, and had barely got any run support, almost had a 500 record. So I think, I mean, it's all about who's healthy, honestly. I think the rotation could be one of the best rotations in, in baseball, but the lineup also has the potential to, to, to be great as well. It's all about, you know, what happens throughout the year and uh, if history will repeat itself, I guess. Yeah, I'll say this about the back end of the Mets rotation, and thanks a lot for the call, Brendan. I didn't like, 
you know, the Mets are all about competition, right? They talk about these things, and then it's, oh, no, Jason Vargas is going to be a fifth starter. Uh, like, unbelievable. We wrote about that on the <laughs> blog, or a shout-out to Tim Riley, and he got slammed for it. Like, are you already complaining about something? But uh, how, these guys didn't even throw yet. How do you know he's going to be the fifth starter? I, I'd like to see they owe him money. in the mix. Why, why can't you have a little bit of a competition? Because they paid Vargas more. Uh, you know. You know that's why. Yeah, and, and sometimes that's part of it. I will say, though, it is a little different because that's not Brody Van Wagenen's contract. So it's not like right, it's on right, him right, right, that right, he right. spent this money and he's got to justify this guy's contract. But I just like you're trying to set a culture of you know, they talk about accountability and, you know, you, you want guys to earn their spot, I think, every year. And that's a spot where Jason Vargas did not get the job done overall last season. Yeah, he finished well, but I'd like to see Seth Lugo have a chance to win that fifth starter spot and you could put Vargas in the pen and who knows maybe if Vargas really struggles in spring training and Lugo or um, you know one of these other young guys that they have in the mix does well maybe that becomes more of a conversation down the line but I don't like walking in and saying oh yeah no. this guy's fine day one Come day on. one was it was it was it his was first press CRA. conference is for uh, Mickey's first yeah. press conference of the spring is is Vargas your fifth starter yes I mean I actually Maybe I didn't pay attention in years past, but I don't remember them naming a fifth starter before they even had their first bullpen session. I mean, it's also yeah, a little a competition bit... last year. Right, right, I remember right. Zach Wheeler was on the outside yeah, looking yeah, in yeah, and yeah. started the season down in the minors. He was very quickly he up had very and had the year that he half. did, but uh, yeah, I'd like to see guys earn it. I mean, it, it makes sense for them to name the Cy Young Award winner as the opening day starter. That makes sense. But to already hand no okay. the ball to Vargas was, you know, to me, it rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. But you talked about a guy earning his spot. Do you think if uh, Pete Alonso blows the doors off the ball and he's doing everything correct in spring, do they lose the extra year of control? Because we're going to talk about control in a second with DeGrom. Do they they have to give him that job, or do you think they're going to make him wait? No, they won't. They'll make him wait. It's just it's the way baseball, it's baseball. is now. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., you got to work on your defense. Uh, we don't care if you hit 400 down in the minor leagues. We're, we're going to be down for the first two weeks. I, I just think that's become the business of it. The only... T- Two things I would say make Alonzo's case unique. One, he's a little older, so he's not a guy who's going to become a free agent at 27. He's more in that DeGrom camp where he'll be, I think, 30 years old by the time he's eligible for free agency. So that's not a, a prime guy. So maybe not losing that much with him by calling him up a year earlier, like a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and some of the other top prospects, really young guys in baseball. The other thing is just the fact that Brody Van Wagenen comes from the agent size of the business, and if he wants to try to establish something a little bit different with the Mets, hey, this is going to be player-friendly. Hey, this is going to be a different way of going about things. I'm not sure it's that much of a benefit if you're talking about free agency and trying to bring in other talented players, but it would certainly raise some eyebrows in the sport if you wanted to go that way. I I just I don't see it happening. I think Alonzo could hit 400. It'll be two weeks. Todd Frazier will play first base, right. and then April 11th, 12th, is that what whatever it is, it is he'll so it's come really up. not that long. I mean, opening day, I mean, yeah, you got That's two That's the weeks. cost-benefit of it. You're yeah. talking about 13 Lose games two weeks or to gain so a year. versus that extra year. Right, right. But it's a bigger problem in baseball, not necessarily in the case of Pete Alonzo, but I think you know with Guerrero and some of these other young players, you want to have these guys up. What, what if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is a Hall of Fame player, right? right? He is spectacular. What if he finishes his career with 759 home runs? Right, 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 right. Like, how, 
because he didn't get called up, even though he had the talent and the ability to be a major leaguer at 18, 19 years old, right. because they're manipulating his service time, he doesn't get that opportunity right, and loses right. out on the back end? Yeah. That's BS. No, I agree. Uh, but, I mean, this is what these guys signed up for. So let's talk about service time and, and DeGrom, because I typically don't agree with the things that Mike Francesa says. But when this came out – I mean, you know what it is about Francesa for a second? I used to – I couldn't stand him because he would just bash the Mets all the time. And then I started taking his show for what it's worth. It's pure entertainment. I like when he doesn't know what's going on or he's you know berating callers and he actually has no idea what he's talking about sometimes. But uh, he did have some choice words for this whole scenario with DeGrom. I mm -hmm. think it came out last week when um, last year DeGrom couldn't have been more of a, a – couldn't have been a better teammate. He was getting no run support. He was, you know, uh, always saying the right things to the press. And a then fans' it, dream, yeah, the yeah, dream yeah. player that you want to have on your. So team. then, last week when it came out that he really wants to get this this uh, contract locked up now, and he kind of gave the Mets the ticking time clock of opening day. If he doesn't have it locked up, then he might limit himself in the se during this next season, which is very selfish, I think. Um, I understand that he doesn't want to blow his arm out. Look what happened to Harvey when he pitched through uh, 2015 mm -hmm. playoffs and up to the World Series, and then he's never been the same guy since. So DeGrom isn't getting any younger. I totally get it. Baseball is a business. They look at what Machado wanted. He got it. Um, it's not. This is what Francesa said. It's not the Mets' fault that DeGrom is older. So we all understand that he's going to be a little bit older by the time he hits free agency, and he does want to get paid now, and I totally get that. But he is making a $10 million raise off of last year. You and I talked about the way that this is going to work. Next year, he'll get more than that. You said yep. almost market value. So it's not like he's pinching pennies over here. No, he's I'm, making $17 million this year, that, which, yeah, I, again, and I, I heard Mike show that night. I, I thought Mike was dead on accurate. And what I thought was interesting is that the fans were a 1,000% behind Jacob deGrom until maybe the other day. And they might still be 95% behind Jacob deGrom. Mm -hmm. But it was the first time that he said something. And just the fact Probably that he ever. left the door open right. to limiting his use in order to save himself for the future and his free agent market, essentially, just the idea that he left that door open, rubs some people the wrong way, and it's the first time. Because up until this point, it's been, well, the Mets, they got to pay this guy. Give him whatever he wants. He just won a Cy Young. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He does everything the right way. He didn't sell out his teammates when we saw him answering questions. And poor Steve Gelbs asked him every night in a different way. Is it frustrating, Jacob? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we saw all of this, and and he never really seemed to be biting his lip all that bad last right, year. Right. Like he went about things the right way. So he he's everything you want, everything positive. He's the kind of player that you want to back up the Brinks truck to and make one of your franchise players. And I think what you have is the negotiation has begun. Yeah, that's what's going it's the on. The new agent putting pressure on the old agent, who's now the GM, who said pay the man last year. Sure, at so, the All Star. Yeah, there's a lot, and they were saying there's going to be. He, Brody is trying to take himself out of this as much as he can, as far as the negotiations concerned. He said it's a conflict of interest, um, which I get, but 
this may be more of the agent's words than DeGrom's, and maybe he maybe what else does he have to stand on right now? He can he can make his seventeen mil, and that's great. But the and fans, he can you know get his arbitration next year, but he's at risk for two years. And this isn't anything new for DeGrom. He has said for years that he's open to an extension and talking. And the Mets have never made him an offer, as right, far as right, I know. They've right. never uh, come out. It certainly hasn't been reported. So. When that's the case, I think that there is some frustration that builds up. Now, at the end of the day, I'll ask you this, Darren. You follow this team every day. You listen to Jacob DeGrom post games, have an idea of what he's about. Do you actually see him telling Mickey Callaway, no. oh, I can't take the ball in the same no, inning? No, not yeah, at all. Right. No, not yeah, at all. Right. And, you know, if this, so, the, the NL East is going to be tight this year as, as far as what the pro- projections are projections are saying and, you know, the numbers-wise. Uh, NL East looks like it's within a game or two all the way from, uh, except for the Marlins, first to fourth. Um, so if the Mets are going for the pennant in September, I can't see him going to the team and saying, I'm not pitching. No. You know, he, he doesn't seem to be that guy. And it might just be a bluff. But um, And there are guys that get pushed. Remember CC Sabathia in 2008 with the Brewers. He's starting games on 3 days rest down the stretch that last week and into the postseason and the city rallied behind him and he knew he wasn't staying in Milwaukee, but he was willing to do that and he did stay healthy with the Yankees. Certainly his arm did uh-huh. uh and was extremely productive for them signing the big deal that offseason. So to me, I think you're better off being gung-ho do what you can. The, the Mets aren't going to ask him to throw 300 innings right, this right, year. Right, right, it, it's right, not right. going to go back to Nolan Ryan baseball here. So I think there's a perfectly good balance here, and eventually it'll be hit. But this is just negotiating. I think DeGrom, though, did hurt himself a little bit with the fans with what he said, but I wouldn't take it all too seriously right, right, yet right. until he comes out and flat out says, I want to limit my innings. I want to limit my usage over the course of this year. But if you remember, when Harvey said that, it only took like two days for that to kind of backfire. That's true, too. It, but you know, it, it it took about two weeks. They shut him down for two weeks, yeah, and yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they saved some time. But David Wright, I remember him in the dugout sitting next to Matt Harvey talking to him that yeah. entire game in Colorado or Miami that. or wherever it was, and seemingly – you say now talking some sense into him because right. you actually have a chance to win. But I wonder, if you ask Matt Harvey right now, let's say that the injuries that he had afterwards are all directly related to pitching those extra innings can't really... through 2015. If you ask him, would he do it all over again? I can't imagine the answer would be no. No, yeah, me neither. Right? How yeah. do you – Me neither. You went to the World Series. He pitched well. Yeah. I mean, that – Game five, yeah, I know not everybody wants it brought up, but we all sat there after eight innings like, this is what we, we were waited chanting. for from Matt Harvey we, forever. This is the game he was destined yeah, yeah, for. Yeah. We couldn't see what was going on in the dugout when he you know, told Terry, I'm not coming out, or whatever he said. Yeah. Uh, he probably used a four-letter word there, but we were chanting out. Well, he wanted outfield. to go in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, we were stoked when he came back out. Unfortunately, it didn't, it didn't work out. But before we get to the phones, don't forget to share the show. If you're watching live on Facebook, we are giving away two gift cards for the Seven Lions website. Just share the show right now, and you'll be automatically in the running. All right, let's hit the phones. We have, I think, Shouty. What's up, Shouty? How are you, Darren? Welcome back. Hi, Pete. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Shouty? <laughs> I, I'm like like 
exuberant, like busting. It's like the time. It's the season. It's like we're in it. It's there's real, well, quasi real baseball on Friday. Four days from now. Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Saturday. (laughs) We're almost there. See, I'm so giddy about it. I skipped a day. Wanted to get there quicker. It's so cool because now we can legitimately talk about it instead of it just being blah, blah. Mm. But (laughs) I'm like excited about all the player talk, but you know what has got like me excited? What is up with the Mets with the bobblehead giveaways this like season? It's like gnomes, bobbleheads are flying out. It's like they're totally into like the fan, like Brody is all about wanting to sit with us. And do you feel like they're just like really getting like what we're saying and we want to be included in the game and stuff? It's just just weird. I just was like, holy bobbleheads. Well, you know what? Bobbleheads sell tickets. So I'm actually surprised there's not a bobblehead day every Saturday. Uh, But they are doing a lot of things this year. I mean, I I wouldn't even think they're doing more this year than years past, but there's some stuff going on. Like, I don't know if you watch wrestling. They're doing like a wrestling day, which I heard is like $200 for some reason uh, to take it to the game. And then you guys meet meet some wrestlers and get a uh, bobblehead there. But um, yeah, we, we didn't really talk about it. It's not, not something that we really have to touch on, but Brody is going to sit with us for the Subway Series. That's going to be pretty fun. And I think he's kind of just trying to get himself out there. And he said something recently to one of the press members or media guys. He said something that he feels like he's part of a community. And uh, we were talking when we went out for a little bite before this. I feel like the community aspect of the fan base, not even necessarily with the Seven Line Army, just in general going to a game and being a part of something uh, is a lot of fun. So... Anything they could do to get more fans out there at the ballpark is a good thing, and I'm just looking forward to it, you know? Yeah, we're so excited. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> and, just, I just, and I I can't wait to get my jersey and, like, put it on. I'm just, I'm just like, super excited. It, you know, first, last. I mean, first we want, last we want just the buzz and everything. And really, I am hoping nothing but a Subway Series this year. How awesome would that be? I mean, woo-woo. I, was, I don't care. <laughs> I'm over the playing. Subway Series. I don't want another one of those. <laughs> All right, Shadi, see you soon. Mets only, Mets only. But uh, but yeah, I, I I think the excitement is there, right? You guys, the seven live this first lady, outing Saturday. This lady, Shadi, is excited in the middle of a snowstorm. To be honest, <laughs> uh, seriously, she calls us. We met her last year. She's going to join us for the first time this year as a season ticket member, and awesome. she's just fired up for life, and yeah. I love it. She's, um, she's great. So let's talk about a another guy who's uh, in camp, which I actually didn't think he'd be there this early. I don't know about you, but uh, Cespedes showed up a couple days ago looking a little hefty. But uh, did you expect to see him walking already? I didn't. I don't know what to expect as far as how quickly he'd be coming back after two heel surgeries. But yeah, it's good that he's able to walk. But the fact that he put on some weight, I don't think it's surprising when you're off your feet for months at a time. Right, right, right. What else you get? It is a guy who, in his spare time, is working on the farm in off seasons past. Yeah. So now you can't do anything. I think anybody who's been in that position knows, uh, you know, you, you're going to put on some weight. It's going to take some time to build it all back. But can we talk about how he like came to spring tra- training a few years ago, like as a pimp in the, all those different <laughs> cars, and then this time he was like, well. <laughs> he's got a chill. Well, no listen, he was he was doing he rode on a horse last year. Yeah, or two years last ago. year, and then he came in on that three wheeled car thing. Yeah, he's the back page of the papers every Jesus, day with those cars. I but I do well. like this. Uh, if you're listening afterwards, you can't see the screen here. But DraftKings Sportsbook actually put the over under on guessing if Cespedes is over or under 250 pounds. I don't know what he started at, but uh, clearly they're just trying to poke a little fun there. But um, you know. 
if you're not moving, you're going to gain some weight. And yeah, the, the well, man is a gym rat too, you know? And he has months to get into baseball yeah, yeah, shape. Yeah. This isn't a guy who's playing April. Do you think he's going to play this year? I think he will play this year, but it's going to take time. It's going to be well after the All-Star I'm not break. banking on it at all, to be honest. I don't, I don't think you can bank on it if you're the Mets. You had to go into this offseason with a plan that if you want to Cespedes isn't coming back. And I think for the most part, they were able to do that. They're counting on Jeff McNeil here a little bit. But as far as Cespedes goes, my question is really, how do you stay on your feet? for those nine innings out in left field right. night after night after night. I got to think that your lower body is going to need some time to get used to that, to handle that. And, and sure, it's good he's walking, but it's always different when, boom, you got to go sprint after a baseball in whatever direction you got to go. So I think for Cespedes, it's going to take some time. But we know even the last game he played, the one at Yankee Stadium yep. where he hit the home run, yep. and then he says his heels are burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy just needs to step into the box, and he right. can hit. Right. He could probably do That's it on one leg. He could do it on here, a unicycle, right? you know? <laughs> this is what Yohannes Cespedes can do. So I don't worry about the offensive part of his game. It's how many at-bats can he truly get, even when he comes back, because he has to play the field. So last night, you and I were texting. We wanted to put up a poll for tonight's show, and the question was, which of these individual players – 2019 season are you most looking forward to? It was Cano, DeGrom, Conforto, or Syndergaard. 3,479 votes later, Conforto got 39% of the vote. That was my vote. That, that was. was my vote, too. That was my vote, too. I don't know why I clicked Cano here, but my vote was also Conforto. Uh, 39% well, for apparently Conforto. Apparently not. You voted Cano. <laughs> I don't, maybe I you wanted lie. to see the results. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Conforto, 39%. DeGrom, 30%. Syndergaard, uh, actually, Cano got third, 16%, and Syndergaard, 15%. And if I could do more, I would have thrown Nimmo and Edwin Diaz in there. You did have some honorable mentions there. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I, I think Conforto is the guy, and I'm not surprised that he finished first. I, I was a little surprised at just how close it was where everybody was yeah. in the mix there uh, because Conforto, we've all been waiting for this guy to truly break out. He's had you know a great two months here and then a terrible two months there, and we've seen him all over the map. But you got to think, now that he's a year removed from the shoulder surgery, had a healthy offseason, you saw what he could do in September. We've seen these glimpses he's from him. He was in, he was in the he was in, on the team in 2015. It's like almost uh, hard to remember. This is going to be his fifth season with the team. Yeah, it goes In some fast. capacity, yeah. And, you know, Keith Hernandez on S&Y has been, uh, you know, gaga over Conforto since he saw his swing when he came up. So I think we're all just waiting for this star turn. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't have the year that, say, Christian Yelich had last year in Milwaukee MVP season, but I think Conforto is capable of being that kind of player and, you hope, making the kind of leap that Yelich made with yeah. the Brewers last season. That's what I look, look at. Look at all those those Marlins that are thriving elsewhere. It's it's unbelievable uh, how many guys they got rid of over the past couple of years. And they got to watch for Real Muto in Philly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. No. So let's get back to the phones. We got John. What's up, John? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Darren? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm really excited for the, for the 2019 season. Us too. What you got? Well, for, well first, uh, first of all, that that this was something I learned last year that the management plays a big part into how a team plays fares well, both on and off the field. But 
you got to give a lot of props to Brody Van Wecken for the offseason he had. That there was, that I don't think any team in Major League Baseball improved more this offseason than the New York Mets. First of all, shoring up the back end of the bullpen with getting Edwin Diaz from Seattle, Jerry Familia, Justin Wilson, and then getting depth guys like Ramos, Lowry, Cano. And and I think what Brody Wagner has learned is that that there's more of uh, that there's more uh, definites about the team than ifs that we did not that that were the downfall of some teams like uh, of the last couple of years. But since we have guys in place that they know what they're doing and and in the positions where they most definitely ne- needed some work. I think Bodie Bovegna has done a phenomenal job. For, at first, I had a, li- a little drawback to... What grade Bovegna. would you give him, John? What grade? I'd give him an A. Solid A. Wow, solid A. What about you? Give him a B. He's yeah, good. Think- I don't think he was perfect. He gave up a lot of prospects over the course of this offseason to build it up. Now, let's maybe our payroll limitations that that's the way that he had to improve the team but they also while they they up the floor in a big way and you make great point about you know they'll be able to withstand some of the potholes of the season injuries better than they have in the past but I don't know that they rose you know in those key like three four spots in your lineup or top of rotation which can be hard to improve anyway obviously in the back end of the bullpen Edwin Diaz is a big piece but that would be my question is how much better truly in those big areas have they gotten like to me now their ceiling last year was a 90 win team their ceiling this year is a little ahead of that but now i don't see them you know having another 70 something win year that's what i like about absolutely Brody not yeah i i think the mets could be a 90 win team with uh with this so that's what yeah, you have a rotation, obviously, with the reigning Cy Young at the ground. You still have Syndergaard. We all coming off a fantastic year. So that, that I'm feeling really, really good about this team this year. I love this time of year, right? Optimism yes. City, baby. <laughs> Spring training. <laughs> Nobody's hurt. <laughs> Nobody's, what do they call the DL now? Whatever it is, right? Like, everything's good. This is yes. the right time yes. of year. And that, and, and I also want to add that and that it's going to be a really fun, uh, fun, uh, fun season where, where we actually have four teams in this division that could legitimately win the division. I've been waiting for this type of season for a while. That so that big games against the Braves, the Phillies, the Nationals are our big, biggest rivals. We we see them 19 times a year, and and I, I I'm just looking forward to seeing the energy from the fans. Hey John, going back to go go on. Before we let you go, um, we're gonna do a little little uh, magic trick here. <laughs> do you know what day? <laughs> uh, I, knew, I knew you were gonna do this. Do you know what day of the week you were born? Do you, you don't don't say it, but do you know what day of the week you were born? I I think I do. All right. Well, John's gonna tell you. What's your birthday? All right, uh, August 13, 1984. Uh, Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete. We'll see you at the. Uh, now, if I give you my social security number, what can you do with that? 
No, no. All right, listen, John. We'll see you at the at the ballpark. All right. Bye, John. Oh, absolutely. Let's go, Mets. Twenty nineteen. Can't wait. Go, Mets. Thanks, John. Hey, how about this? One point he makes though is about <laughs> you know having three other teams to really compete with in the division yeah, because yeah. the Mets, Nationals, Phillies, and Braves. You can you can order them in different ways, but I think everybody agrees they're all relatively close. Yeah, they're all yeah. within a couple of wins of each other going into this year, and I feel like in years past it's been. Opening day is exciting, and then the first game against the Nationals is like a second opening day, and that's the only team that matters on the schedule besides you know the games at the Yankees and stuff here or there. This year's going to be a little different. You play so many games in the division, right? Half your schedule is within the division, and now three-fourths of them, those are all going to be big games. Whenever they play the Braves, whenever they play the Phillies, whenever they play the Nationals, I think that that – is going to add something a little different and something you don't have a lot of the other divisions. We yeah. have so many teams just tanking it up. Uh, but I think uh, the NL East, it will be fun. Did you see the quote or the whatever last night from uh, Stanton? Somebody was asking him about the difference between playing in, um, in Florida or playing with the Yankees. And he said he's never played a game past May 9th that actually meant anything. So when you have when you lose three games in a row in in, in Miami, whatever. You lose three games in a row in, in uh, the Bronx, things have to change. And so. let's face it, even on May 9th, it's a little different in New York right, than right, it is yeah. in Miami, right? You, you strike out with two men on in the bottom of the ninth inning in Miami. It's, oh, he's still the MVP in New York. It's, oh, this guy is a bad situational hitter, and, and he's heard all that all offseason, I'm sure. So let's uh, switch gears a little bit to a guy who might not ever make the big league team, but he definitely turns a lot of heads and grabs a lot of headlines. That's Tim Tebow. So what do you think about the uh, the Tim Tebow craze that's definitely in full bloom down there in, in uh, St. Lucie already? Well, look, I, I understand the skepticism initially when he signed on. Is he serious about baseball? Are the Mets just trying to make some money for their minor league teams? And that's surely part of the calculus here. But I think you have to be impressed with how much Tim Tebow has dedicated himself to the game. And I always looked at baseball as a skill sport more than an athlete sport, right? Like, you can't just be a great athlete, pick up baseball, and think you're going to go out and hit 300. You have to play it and and hone those skills. And the fact that he didn't play baseball for 10 years— And that he has even had a modicum of success in the minor leagues. Impressive to me. And if he doesn't get hurt last year, there's no doubt in my mind, he's being called up in right, September. Right. And I don't, being what I was doing last year, talking about the Mets every day, I would have loved that. Just to have a little bit of fun. I think it would have been something different. It yeah. would have been controversial, right? Uh, so everyone would have had their take. Does he deserve to be up? Does he not? Is it to sell tickets? It would be interesting. That's right, all you ask right, for, right? right, right. Is, is to have something interesting. But the fact that Tebow is still going at this, still there every day in spring training, I think you really got to give him credit for what he has done. Now, if the Mets are competitive this year, I don't want to see Tim Tebow playing on the big league team. I think that would show that the Mets didn't do enough to address their outfield, if that's the case. But uh, listen, if he eventually shows that he could develop that power and be a power bat off the bench as a pinch hitter, maybe that's something. And if the Mets really struggle this year, which we don't uh, necessarily see as of now, all right, yeah, I don't mind the quote-unquote sideshow in September, but You know, he's a guy who brings a lot of positivity wherever he goes. I, I got to think that he is beneficial to have amongst all of those young players that you have coming through your system. I couldn't agree more. I think uh, I've been saying this years for years. Uh, P. 
PMA, positive mental attitude, goes a long way. And having a guy like that around your clubhouse, whether he's going to make the big leagues or not, is just a positive force. And I'm going to play this. Um, it's a little long. We won't play the whole thing. But really trying to keep perspective. And, um, this made and the rounds five million views. Because they sure do want to. And um, shoot, it's, you know, I try to encourage young people all the time to not let the world or um, other people outside sources define you because you're always going to have critics and naysayers and people that are going to tell you that you won't, that you can't, that you shouldn't. Most of those people are the people that didn't, that wouldn't, that couldn't. And, um, and don't be defined by outside sources. You go after your dreams. Um, succeeding or failing is not making it to the bigs or it's not necessarily fulfilling that. It's, not, it's having to not live with regret because I didn't try. And, you know, I just feel for all the young people out there that don't go after something because they're so afraid of failing that you're going to live with a lot more regret than you would have if you tried and you failed. And I'm very passionate about that. Um, and I think the reason that a lot of people don't go after things is because um, how much you will be criticized and what. How could you listen to this wow. guy talk and not be <laughs> on his team? He's still a terrible pro quarterback. But other than that, <laughs> yes, he is uh, all positivity and you got to love that attitude, respect that attitude. And what I say, it's easy to say things like that. Right. But from everything we've seen, you know, those minor league bus rides, this is a guy who's a star yeah. wherever he goes. Yeah. He could be doing a million different things. He could be acting, politics. Uh, he could just be a sportscaster doing the right. football games. Right. Right. And he's doing this. Right. And he has put in the work. And it, nothing's been given to him, and it, now it's been two years. So to me, I, I think that he has backed up all of those words that he has given over the last couple of years. And, you know, if he gets that opportunity, good on him. He will have absolutely earned it. It won't just be because of his celebrity. And I, I really do give him credit, and I, I do uh, find a lot of what he does certainly inspiring. Well, we're going to be able to watch him this year. He'll probably be up in, in Syracuse. Um, we have our upstate trip going up in a couple of weeks. So we're leaving on the 13th is the Cyclones. The next weekend, the 26th and 27th, we're going up to Binghamton and Syracuse back to back. We're taking a bus from City Field and it's going to take the loop. It's going to be really fun. Uh, those tickets go up in a couple of weeks. So definitely go to the and click the blog and read all about it. Uh, read all about it. But as we've always done, Maybe not always, but at least for the past two and a half seasons. Uh, what's in the box is up next. So if you want to play and win some free stuff, Ooh, what's in the um, box? We actually only have two things here because we never got anything. Lizzie didn't get the four <laughs> options, so it's actually two options today. And they're in a bag, not a box. But <laughs> what's in the okay. bag? Six three one three eight eight five one nine five. If the prizes stink in there, I'll give you something else. So give us a call, and uh, whoever gets through next will. Win. Uh, let's talk about spring training, though. You you've been working uh, for a while, and you haven't been able to experience as much as you would if you weren't uh, working the game. So, have you actually gone down to spring training as a fan? I've never gone as a fan. I've been down. I worked at MLB.com before WOR, and I went down to spring training fairly routinely there. But that's like you show up at four thirty in the morning. It's photo day. The players get there about five thirty six o'clock, and we would do a quick interview with some of the guys. And then I was down there a couple of years ago with the Mets, Josh Lewin and Wayne Randazzo had college basketball games to call. So they were uh -huh. in a pinch. So I was in the booth with Howie for a game. Doing play by play? Yeah, I did How'd play by go? play for an inning. It was unbelievable. It was a dream come true. And I don't think I was that terrible. So it was fun. Uh, 
So, yeah, it was, it was amazing to just watch Howie go about it. He's interviewing Sandy Alderson here, calling the game on the field. He's got the media guys guides because the guys on the field, their numbers are like 78. Yeah, 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 and yeah. at that point, you don't know who the heck is who. I, he is uh, just absolutely phenomenal. You know that listening to him, but to actually yeah, see yeah. Maestro in action right. was was, uh, was certainly awesome. And, you know, went, cool. uh, went out to Bowling and Duffy's with some of you guys as well. The Seven Line Army was great. So... You know, hopefully uh, sometime in the not-too-distant oh, future, we were get, talking the, about get the before. fan experience. We were yeah. talking about the bowling night that the team yeah. themselves used to do on the Sunday nights. The whole team used to go, and they'd bowl. It was great. Um, but, yeah, last year we did the bowling out- outing, the mixer, whatever, the night before. And this year we're actually going to a brewery instead. Uh, so this Friday, Hop Life, shout out to Hop Life. I hope that they're ready for us because when, I... we, when we go to these <laughs> road games, it's not really a road game, but when we go away, we call the, the bar in San Diego and say, we have a 1,000 tickets, I expect. 600 people to show up be ready and we get there and they're never ready um you know it's they, so frustrating and you know what it is i don't know if we're just so impatient you need another beer i'm good i'm good you're not driving uh i don't know if we're just Train impatient home. new yorkers Thank but you. when we go places uh maybe we expect the new york speed of things yeah so you get the hospitality thing yeah, you're yeah. like oh you're talking about how you guys okay oh you need a beer okay. <laughs> um but uh, yeah yeah no it's different obviously in other well spring places. training you know people think and what other team brings 600 people everywhere. And what other team would be like, please be ready. Have your staff Boston, ready. Have your registers ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do everything you can to make sure that everything is smooth because there will be 600 people I couldn't people get there. in. I couldn't get into our own pregame party in Boston. Wow. I, didn't, um, I didn't get in either. Yeah, I was, was on the street. Whatever. People That's a real have, exclusive party then. I guess. I couldn't even. I organized all for the day. I couldn't <laughs> even get in. You can't even get in. So, uh, you know, the, it did come out, I think, today or yesterday. The Mets... We're talking about possibly moving out of St. Lucie, but I guess they signed. They're going to be there for a while. Um, I actually wasn't going to be heartbroken if they had to move. Port St. Lucie is fun. I mean, I've been going there they for built now it up. 10 years. I mean, yeah. there's every chain you could possibly think of on that one strip, <laughs> but there's not a whole lot to do besides the bowling alley. alley and um, Yeah, and they'll have $59 million worth of renovations. Right, the right, ballpark right. now, so maybe nice. you get a second tiki hut. That would be nice. Yeah, That's where I like to hang out. If I ever went to the game, it was just... Like hanging, that yeah. would be my spot. You know what they're doing special for us on Saturday? They're opening the gates at 10 a.m. Uh, we get special wristbands if you're sitting with us on the berm, but they're making mimosas wow. uh, out in the right field <laughs> bar. I mean, I don't drink that early. I mean, I got a lot of lot going on on the the outing days, so I typically wait until like hit orbits one here, two right? o'clock. Yeah, but yeah, come down. Uh, it's gonna be a fun time. But give us a call. Oh, I didn't know there was someone yes, on the phone. I've been pointing at it. For That's like why five, nobody can call for what's in the box. Yes. All right. Sorry about that. All right, we got uh, Aria. Uh, Aria. Aria, Far Rockaway. What's up, Aria? What's up, Darren? What's up, Pete? How you guys doing? We're Great. Do- we're doing all right. Sorry about that. I didn't even realize you were on hold. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, first of all, let me just tell you. Pete is the man. I won tickets from him two years ago. I would take my little son, and I had trouble taking up tickets, and he helped me out big time. So I knew how I might get a chance to give him a shout-out. He's real. The man should be the permanent co-host of this show. Hey, okay, I enjoyed it, Aria. If he wants it, I don't think he wants to sit on the train on the railroad every th- every Tuesday or Thursday. But uh, if Pete's down, we're down. Can't say I blame. I don't. Can't say I blame him. <laughs> so uh, you know, cautious optimism this season, of course, being a Mets fan. But I actually am really glad to see that they built based upon depth, as opposed to just getting the biggest star out there. I think it's a good value uh, to do it. All the teams that win have depth. You know, it's not about just that big guy and then nothing behind them. Yeah, uh, yeah, I probably at the start of the offseason like the idea of signing Manny Machado. 
and then you you mix and match around him. But I, I look at what the Mets have done overall. They needed to get better at catcher. They added all this depth in the infield. They needed to find a center fielder to split with Lagares, and we'll see if Cam Brox is truly that guy. And then the big one being Edwin Diaz in the pen. They had to fill all these spots. And Jared Spavilia coming back as well as a setup man now. So, Not a bad idea. Yeah, well, bad idea. I, they've definitely risen the floor. This is a team that will compete. It's just a matter of will they be better than the Braves, exactly. Phillies, Nationals. And, you know, you got one big free agent to go in Bryce Harper that will potentially swing this whole division. And here's hoping that they do well. I, and I know I heard something about what's in the box while I was on, you know, on, on hold over there. Yeah, we're going to take the next call for that. I'm sorry for leaving you on there. But uh, thanks for the call. We'll see you out there at the ballpark, right? Bye. All right, guys. We'll see you. Thanks, Ari. Have a good one. All right, next person to get through, 631-388-5195. You'll play What's in the Box. There's still time to share the show if you're watching on Facebook. Tell your friends you're watching the Season 3 premiere of Orange and Blue Thing. You'll automatically be put in the running for the gift cards for the Seven Lines website. But tomorrow, i got to do a little shilling here for a second. Sorry, Pete. The Seven Line Army's 100th outing goes up at noon on Mets.com slash the Seven Line Army. It is $97 a piece. It includes the ticket with the Seven Line Army in the Big Alpha Reserve, the Seven Line Army's 2019 jersey, and for the very first time ever, we are including a bobblehead. So Mr. Met rocking the Seven Line Army jersey, holding the Seven Line Army flag. To my knowledge, I have never seen Mr. Met not wear an official like on-field team uniform as a bobblehead, so this might be a first. If wow. you're a collector, this might be something that you want to get. 242 tickets are available. The other ones are locked up for our season ticket members or our home package members or whatever you want to call it. So um, they're going to go quick. Make sure you set an alarm tomorrow at noon on Mets.com slash the Seven Line Army. We were supposed to be going to Chicago, but I'm not going to keep whining about that because people are tired of hearing me <laughs> uh, talk about uh, Chicago. We're not going to Chicago anymore. If you want to know why, go to the SevenLine.com, click blah, the blog, blah. and you'll find out. So... Let's play What's in the Box. We got Trevor. Is this the Trevor? Trevor. What's up, hey, Trevor? How you doing, Derek? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yourself? Uh, I'm doing all right. So I thought this was the Trevor that worked for us for a little bit, but it's it's not the Trevor that worked for us for a little bit, right? No, I'm actually in uh, Pittsburgh. All right. Oh, JK. I thought Sorry it was about that. Trevor. All right, Trevor. Trevor so, all right, not so living in Pittsburgh, do you get to go to a lot of Mets games or what? I'm gonna try as best as I can. This is actually I went up, I went to school out here, but been a you know long time Mets fan, so I'm hoping to get out to uh, a game this summer. Awesome. So listen, today we usually have one, two, three, or four. Today we only have what are those numbers, Pete? We have two <laughs> and okay, cool, four. <laughs> we have two and four, and if these prizes stink, it. we'll give you something else. So pick two or four. I'll take number four. All right, number four. We're going with four. Do I get to reveal? Let's let's open that up. Oh, this is fun now. (laughs) All right, let's see if I can open this without making a mess. Oh, it's orange. There's something orange in here. Let's see. As we have the big reveal. Oh, no way. That looks like a jersey. So that's uh, what size size do you wear? Because if this isn't your size, we'll give you the correct one. Yeah. Two. 2X, if possible. We don't have 2X. Oh, man. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get something close for you. Does uh, Lizzie have your address? No. All right, so hang on the line, yeah. and Lizzie will get your address. We'll mail this out for you, I guess, tomorrow. All right, Trevor, thanks a lot. Thanks, man. Nice job, Trevor. That was a good selection. Yeah. Hold on. 
So we right. got. So that is our what's in the box. Um, One more box. We, Hang up. What? <laughs> look at this. Look at this. Uh, first episode, uh, little hiccups here. Thanks to Trevor for calling. We thought that was a different Trevor. Last year we had, uh, we hired I was this. hoping it was Trevor Hoffman. Yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, we had this Trevor that worked for us for a little bit, so shout out to him and shout out to Trevor in Pittsburgh. Um, one more thing, or two more things I got to shill for before Lizzie gets back. She's going to handle the share contest, so you still have time if you haven't shared the show yet. Tomorrow night, we're doing our first, not first, but we don't typically sell stuff at night. We're usually a daytime dropper, but tomorrow night we have 10 new caps and 11 caps that are going to be restocked. So if you're listening to this on a replay, they may be sold out by now. But if you're watching this live, definitely set yourself up with two reminders for tomorrow. One for noon for the tickets and one for 8 p.m. for the caps. We have 10 new caps and 11 restocked caps. Just go to thesevenline.com. On the top, there's a button that says caps, and you can see the selection. I like there. the Mr. Met cap there. Yeah, that's the Mr. O-Met. They, they, the Mets wore those back in 2014 and 2011, if you remember. Oh, okay. when they play on When they play on St. Patrick's Day in Florida, they give them special like green caps, and that was the cap. So they are going to be coming out tomorrow. Um, Lizzie's going to get the share contest going. You don't have to tell us. You could just randomly select two winners tonight. And uh, just another um, reminder. Two winners? Yeah, because we're not on Twitter tonight, unfortunately. Oh, word for whatever up. the hell happened over here. Okay, our okay. hiccup. Um, Friday night, if you're going to be down in Port St. Lucie, you don't have to be sitting with us to come to the, I, I guess it's a pregame, even though it's a night before. The spring training meetup is going to be at Hop Life Brewing Company. I hope they are ready. The brewery is owned by uh, two firemen, actually, in the area. So support local business. Hop Life Brewing, 679 Northwest Enterprise Drive, 101. Is their suite number, I guess? Port St. Lucie, Florida. 34986. They have a whole lot of specials on tap. Uh, I mean, a whole lot of specials going. They have 20 beers on tap, along with local ciders, some wines, food trucks, they're going to basically have like a tailgate-style atmosphere for us out there. So, um, oh, and cornhole. it's going to be like 70 degrees. It's going to be beautiful. Tailgate. Could you say cornhole? Cornhole, some food oh. trucks. It's going to be a great time. So if you are going to be in the area, we, we actually sent out RSVPs. to. We have 800 tickets for the game on Saturday. So we sent out emails saying, hey, we got to give this place a heads up to know how much to staff, how much beer to have ready, mm. uh, how many food trucks to uh, have come in. And out of the 800, we're up to like 300 plus RSVP, yes. Plus, on top of the people who just don't reply to emails and people <laughs> who just happen to be in Guilty. the area already. So I think it's going to be a very big night there out at Hop Life. So definitely come on out and hang out with us. So, Lizzie, do you have the two names ready? I'm jealous. Uh, <laughs> Not going to be down there? Maybe no. next year. She hasn't been to spring training yet. Never. Oh, okay. If we had known that there was going to be no Chicago, you may have went. <clears throat> right? Probably. I do seem to I'm recall, glad I got my money back for Chicago. I do seem to recall an episode last season where happen. you said that I was going to go to spring training if, and then I got all excited because it was on <laughs> the camera if, and being recorded. If we had sponsors. But, you know, if we have no sponsors for a show down there, then, you know, a little different story. But as Lizzie does know, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. I am supposed to be sitting down with... Let me change the, the angle here good. for a second. Uh, I am supposed to be sitting down with Brody at some point this weekend. So a lot of this equipment here is mobile. So I will be bringing down my, uh, my mobile system to sit down with Brody. I don't know how long I'm going to get with him, but I'm going to have a little bit of an interview with Brody. It's going to be recorded for next week's episode. I believe we're going to do Tuesday or Wednesday. Next week's insane. I'm home for two days and I go to Mexico next week. Shout out to I'm Richie. I'm going to Mexico. So. Oh, going yeah. to that too. There you go. Uh, Richie and Tara. 
congrats to you guys. They're getting married next weekend. Um, so excited. So yeah, this next couple of weeks is going to be insane. So if you are watching now and you want to check the uh, future interview with Brody, tune in next week. So Lizzie, go ahead and rattle off the two names for tonight. Okay, before my computer runs out of battery, um, I have Matthew Levy and Julia Perez. All right, congrats to you guys. You will win. Well, you just won two gift cards for the Seven Lions website. They're worth $20 a piece. Thank you to all you guys that watched live tonight. I'm sorry for the hiccups. What I'm going to do is actually post this on Periscope afterwards. So sorry for that. If you are watching, make sure that you also tune in to the podcast tonight or tomorrow, depending on how quickly we can get it up on iTunes. But iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Tune in, all that stuff. I don't know if I've said tune in twice, but thank you guys for watching. Really excited to get this season started. Thanks a lot to Pete McCarthy for coming out. Yeah, this is great. Do I get to keep box number two? Yeah, sure. Sure, sure that's yours. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks to Lizzie. Thanks to Drew. And thanks, thanks to you guys, especially for watching. See you guys next no, week. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>